Welcome to Failing Forward. Today, we have a great conversation about how you treat a system and not a disease, and thinking about how you can prepare a system to be ready even before the plans are all in place. Amani, can you introduce yourself for our audience? Yes, thank you, Emil. My name is Amani uh, Edfons. I'm working for CARE Tanzania, based in Tabora region. And I'm a project manager for Bloomberg Award, which is COVID-19 response plan in Tabora region, which is the last largest region in Tanzania in terms of geographical coverage. And tell us a little bit about that project. Bloomberg response in Tabora, it was one year project to enhance health systems in the region in response to COVID-19. Uh, we know that uh, with onset of this pandemic, a lot of things were disturbed, uh, and one including uh, health systems. So the Bloomberg Award came to strengthen resilience of the health systems in the region to be responsive to COVID-19 in the region, from the regional level uh, to district health facilities, as well as at the community level. Prior to Bloomberg Award, Care Tanzania had one project called Tabora Mateno and Newborn Health Initiative, uh, which is a Global Affairs Canada-funded initiative. And the focus of the project was uh, to contribute uh, in efforts of the government in reduction of maternal and newborn mortality in the region. So Bloomberg Award came to leverage existence of this existence of this GAC-funded initiative, but specific Bloomberg Award was responding to the COVID-19 in terms of strengthening our health systems to be responsive to COVID-19, but also Bloomberg Award responded to the gendered impacts of COVID-19 through strengthening uh, social protection systems and GBV response. And today, this is a podcast about challenges and what we do with them. Why is it important for us to be talking about that? Always challenges bring solutions. So once there is a forum of discussing challenges, that means the same forum will be used to to produce uh, solutions for the raised challenges. Specifically here for Tabora region, as far as Bloomberg Award is concerned, the challenge here is onset of the COVID-19, this pandemic, which has disturbed health systems and social protection. This is a problem. And of course, COVID-19 is not a problem here in Tabora only. It is now world health crisis. So I can say uh, that it is very important to discuss, discuss challenges because challenges always brings solutions. And as far as we are talking about programming, then programming always try to address problems and challenges available in a certain sector. In other way, I can say challenges should be discussed at the genesis of the program. What are some of the challenges you faced in this project? During implementation, we had a number of challenges, but allow me to mention a few. Originally, Bloomberg Award was designed to be responsive to COVID-19 specific. But given the political situation in the country on the, on the COVID-19 and perspective of the government on COVID-19, uh, it wasn't uh, the case to implement in a specific way. So alternatively, the award was redesigned in a broader context to strengthen healthy systems, not only to be responsive to COVID-19 only, but, also, but to be responsive to 
pandemics in general, both uh, communicable and non-communicable diseases, infectious and non-infectious diseases. So we redesigned our implementation to be in a, in a broader context so that healthy systems can be strengthened, uh, not only addressing COVID-19 only, but other health problems arising. The other challenge we faced during implementation, of course, every project has to set uh, some mechanisms for sustainability. It was somehow challenging to discuss sustainability because lifetime of the project was short, just one year, but also implementation was built on the existing uh, project, which was approaching to an end. Uh, GAC-funded uh, project Tamani uh, was four years project, and it started 2017 and ended this June uh, 2021. Bloomberg project come in the third year of implementation of uh, Tamani project. Since Tamani project had four, four years, number of sustainability mechanisms were, was already established the way back. Given the situation of one-year implementation, we designed activities implementation in such a way that they are addressing existing health guidelines and social welfare guidelines to allocate the investments in the areas where the government has already put investment. And this uh, was to make sure that activities implementation and initiatives goes beyond a project lifetime. Because if the government has already put investment in a certain intervention, investing in that area creates opportunity for sustainability because initiatives will go even beyond uh, project lifetime. It's a pretty difficult context, the global pandemic and a really rapidly evolving situation in the Tabora region, a pretty challenging political context and trying to do sustainability in under a year. What did you learn from this experience? Given the political context and shortage of the limitation of, of implementation and other surroundings, what we've learned from Bloomberg implementation, one, is to have gender lines in response to any crisis. We know any socioeconomic crisis, what is happening is having gender implication. So for the, for the case of Bloomberg, we addressed the COVID-19, not only supporting health systems, but also addressing uh, gender inequity and GBV, uh, which are accelerated, accelerated by the onset of COVID-19. It was not an assumption. We had a number of sources uh, which informed our, our response in gender inequity and gender-based violences accelerated by COVID-19. Upon onset of the COVID-19 in Tanzania, Care Tanzania conducted a digital survey to explore how the pandemic is bringing implication in gender issues, which went together with uh, rapid gender analysis. And the findings informed that the pandemic has gendered uh, impacts and there was some sort of gender inequity at, at household level and other events related to GBV. So that was one source which informed our gender inequity and GBV. It's very important to have gender lines in any response during any crisis. So we had a number of activities, uh, social analysis and action. These are the community dialogues uh, to give opportunity to the community members to reflect and to identify gendered impacts of COVID-19 and to facilitate them to address uh, action items against those gender inequity accelerated by COVID-19, but also capacity building to village committees for ending violence against women 
And here we were addressing national plan for action to end violence against women in Tanzania. But also we localized capacity of the local partners uh, to respond to GBV in the areas where they, uh, they are operating. From the monetary and evaluation work, we've noted that our response on gender issues brought some changes in terms of gender, and some of the respondents were, were reported that there are changes on issues around household uh, decisions and tasks, uh, which uh, previously was marked that this was overloaded, uh, household tasks was overloaded to women only, and the issues around decision-making were, were attested to, to men only. But Due, due to the discussions from social analysis and action, uh, we have heard and noted some of the changes from the participants. The second lesson learned is designing programs in a holistic approach to make sure that the certain sector, a respective sector, is addressed in a very holistic approach uh, instead of addressing in a specific way. Because we know sectors are working under the systems which are interrelated in one way or another. So addressing a holistic approach, it is likely to, to, to be responsive uh, now and the future. So for the case of Bloomberg, we addressed health systems in general in a broader context to be able to be responsive to pandemics, both communicable and non-communicable. So we treated health system as systems which need to be addressed holistically. So we didn't address COVID only, but also all other systems around the health sector. You talked a little bit about the digital survey you did and the rapid gender analysis. What were some of the key findings you had there in terms of gender inequality and what was happening with COVID? We know that the government took some measures in response to the pandemic, and one of them was banning social gatherings and uh, limited movements. So by the virtue of having limited mobility among men and women during the daily lifetimes, there was some harassment happening at, at the household level. So that was, was one. But also the decision-making process, men continued to dominate decisions around economic issues because by the time even household economy was disturbed, so a lot of decisions were, were supposed to be made so as to make sure the family is surviving. One of the lessons learned you talked about is this idea of try to strengthen the health system instead of to focus on one specific problem. What are some things you did to try to strengthening the broader system? We did several activities in response to, to make sure that health system is ready to fight against the pandemic. We supported the government to implement infection prevention control guidelines. Tanzania, uh, through Minister of Health, has updated infection prevention control guideline released in 2018. The main focus of the guideline is to provide underlying principles to avoid healthcare-associated infection, which might arise from the patient and relative, but also to make sure that uh, healthcare workers and health facilities are able to fight pandemics. And by then, 2018, the case was Ebola and such kind of diseases. Of course, COVID-19 wasn't there, but the guideline was designed to make sure that uh, in terms of infection prevention control, healthcare settings are ready to fight this pandemic. So we supported the government to implement infection prevention control guideline. And here we, we invested in capacity building to healthcare workers, but also supporting the region to generate mentors for infection prevention control who can continue to capacitate the rest of the healthcare workers in the regular manner. 
So the focus here was uh, supporting infection prevention control, addressing the guideline by doing capacity building to healthcare workers, but also capacitating the region to have internal mentors, which wasn't the case uh, prior to the, to the Bloomberg implementation. The region used it to invite national mentors, national IPC mentors from the national level. But now the region is able to, to, to implement capacity building for themselves without inviting uh, national facilitators. The other thing we, we did in terms of health system strengthening is to support the, the region to make sure that disease surveillance system is also effective to respond to the pandemics. Health managers were capacitated to make data analysis and to report those items coming from the ground. But also we know that during the pandemics, a lot of information rumors are emerging from the community and such kind of groups. So the system is also strengthened uh, to make sure that rumors are managed. Example, now we have uh, a lot of So the system is to, to respond to the rumors, but also to inform various health interventions, uh, which needs data and information from the ground. Uh, the other thing we, we did to strengthen the health system is to support regional uh, wash campaign, water sanitation and hygiene initiatives. And here, Bloomberg has procured foot-operated hand washing stations to make sure hand hygiene is improved at the, at the facility level. Through the Bloomberg Award, we worked with the region to add number of frontline workers at the community who create awareness on household hygiene. These community health workers are responsible for both awareness creation at the community, but also are collecting data on a quarterly basis to inform uh, the progress of these of this indicators. It's noted that through addition of these frontline workers, these indicators are improving in comparison to the period where these frontline workers were not trained. And we, we just added on the government initiative. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently this time? During the implementation in Gender Works, it has come to our learnings that girls is one of the groups which was most affected by this pandemic in terms of gender, gender issues. And from the social analysis and action, we have noted that there was pregnancy to school children, that means adolescents, and also some of them faced sexual harassment and something like that. If we have the other opportunity of implementing, in terms of gender work, we can extend our social analysis and action dialogues to include our girls, because girls are also most affected by the pandemic. In our implementation, social analysis and action just addressed existing community groups. Some of them were a member of Village and Loans Savings Association, which doesn't include girls because most of them are at school and most of the members who are joining these groups are, are not adolescents. What are some recommendations that you would make to others based on your challenges and what you learned? I have mainly three recommendations to other humanitarian actors. One is to address things holistic so as to address problems that are interrelated. Because if we address something specific, maybe we will solve very minor problem, but if we address in a holistic approach, or they will be able to address and solve problem uh, as, a, as, a, as a system. Make sure that systems in the context is strengthened to respond holistically, instead of addressing maybe one component or 
or one, one intervention. But the other thing is to make sure that project implementation build on existing government initiative, partnership with the government. So how the program is adding on the existing government, government initiative. So to make sure that our projects are adding value to existing government initiatives in the areas where the government has already put investment. And by doing this, sustainability is, is, is likely to be guaranteed because the initiatives will also continue to operate even without uh, presence of, of partners. And of course, resources are leveraged and other resources are shared among actors. The other recommendation is to involve, is to have multi-sectoral approach. Make sure that problems are addressed uh, in a way that every relevant stakeholders or every relevant sectors are involved. Example now, the way we address COVID-19, there are a lot of sectors which are involved. Health sector is, is a leading sector, but there are other uh, sectors which are needed. Example, issues around uh, Ministry of Water, uh, sectors around international traveling and airports because the, the pandemic has affected almost every sphere of life. In health sector, we have what we call One Health, and One Health is it's an approach which includes all relevant sectors in addressing the, the problem. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your insights and your experiences. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? Tanzania government has just updated the national COVID response. The response plan, which is one year response plan, uh, has mentioned 10 pillars, 10 areas of implementation. Interestingly, because Bloomberg Award addressed the health system in the holistic, that is the other, other area which is mentioned in the updated version of the national COVID-19 response plan. Now the plan is addressing the pandemic in a comprehensive way to make sure that while the country is addressing pandemic, but other essential health also are going on. Areas which Bloomberg addressed around surveillance, disease surveillance, uh, infection prevention control, issues around gender inequities, those all are mentioned in the, in the plan. So we can see how addressing things holistically can be scaled up. We did at the regional level. Uh, but uh, I think fr from different learnings, National also has decided to address uh, the pandemic in a, in a holistic manner. The plan is addressing COVID-19, but also maintaining essential, essential health package. But also all interventions that Bloomberg has supported in the region are mentioned in the updated version of uh, response plan of the, of the nation. We were preparing the region in advance to implement national COVID-19 response plan. That's a really interesting idea that we're preparing a system in advance of the problem where we were getting ready before there was an official plan in place. How were you able to do that? The main concept here, having the idea and sense of how the health system is working. So if the implementation is really built on the healthy systems, strengthening components, that means you're working on track. Even other, other partners or the government, uh, if uh, plan something, that means they will plan basing on the existing guidelines, existing health approach. So Bloomberg Award completely relied on the existing operating health 
key guidelines, guidelines around infection prevention control, guidelines around uh, planning and budgeting, guidelines around uh, social protection, mentioned here the National Plan for Action to End Violence Against Women. So the implementation went through and addressed key government health guidelines around social welfare, guidelines around community development. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom today. Thank you, and you're most welcome. Thanks for listening to Failing Forward. Stay tuned next time for another episode.